Hi, this is Chris Brucher, and you're listening to That's What I Meant, the podcast. Enjoy. So someone just sent me a link to a house that was, it used to be a courthouse, or it was attached to a courthouse, but there's a, a jail, like a seven or nine cell jail attached to it. And um, yeah, and I was like, holy that's shit, awesome. it's in Missouri. So that's the thing that sucks. Like, who wants to fucking, but if you buy it and you have like a seance there, and then people get to spend the night in one of the cells. Like that, ghost tourism is a big thing, man. Yeah, you could yeah, charge for that. A little like Airbnb yeah. situation. And on. the way, and it would all be, it would be so cheap to run because you're going to run it as if you were a prisoner. You know what I mean? So those people are going to eat bologna. <laughs> exactly. Bologna you, you sandwich. Get a, you get a girl. There you go. <laughs> All right, I got a couple uh, guests with me today. We've got Eric, Matt, and Shahab. Um, you can catch all these guys at the Improv Playhouse. They are really great comedy actors. I've done a lot of work with all three of them. You know, you can catch Eric. You got a family show at 7.30. That's your early show, the 9 o'clock show. Not exactly family friendly, so maybe don't bring the kids there. Uh, we've got Matt. Matt's actually, uh, he hosts his own podcast called ReviewParty.com, which you can see at ReviewParty.com dot com uh it's super funny you should definitely listen to it don't introduce it to your parents they should not listen to it unless they're extremely liberal um and then finally we've got shahab shahab thanks for joining he um just wanted to plug the umbrella academy he's a really good buddy of gerard way i guess <laughs> or at least a fan of his work um so check it out it's on netflix so it's weird. a good show it's about stuff yeah you know uh so today we are here to talk a little bit about apples what do you guys know about apples? Anything? I know a lot. I uh, the cameo apple is the only uh, uh, species of apple that is um, uh, sweet at the top and tart at the bottom, because of the density of the fruit, uh, the sugars on all the others, it, it it works its way to the bottom of the fruit. Well, since apples are, they tend to be bigger at the top and smaller at the bottom. Uh, with the cameo, you get more sweet, less tart versus with any other apple my absolute favorite and it's also it's the most gorgeous apple because it's it's anytime someone draws a picture of an apple they're drawing a picture of a cameo apple that's like the model um like nobody draws a uh what is it red delicious that's like the most hideous uh, ugly ugly apple and the worst apple ever unless you're baking is a macintosh i will agree with that because what are you going to do with the hard drive right? You can't bite. <laughs> That's a joke bake. for everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm already worried a little bit about the level of research I did based on how in-depth that cameo Apple description was. So I guess we'll Find, see how this goes. I'll realize Find cameo apples. Uh, You're going to love them. I, where do you even find that apple? I've never seen it. You just look for it. It'll be there. <laughs> but they just have a cameo. They're not there for long. <laughs> They're, they're like gone. apricots they show up for like 13 minutes and if you're not there one of those 13 yeah. minutes forget it <laughs> green apples are supposed to be a good resource for people who use their voices to talk on microphones huh. because the tartness is supposed to like alleviate uh, ameliorate evaporate that mouth moisture so you don't get smacky oh. sounds so you like you eat it right before 
Yeah, or if you're just like a huge dick, you take a crunch and then you start talking. Right into it. <laughs> but I, when I bite into a Granny Smith, I do, I do like, there's something different with my mouth. So does it dry your mouth out or? I think in some way, mm. yes. I haven't done they extended are, research. I think the Granny Smith is one of the lowest in sugar apples. Is it? Which is why you always see the food store. That's why it's so sour. Yeah. They're good for juicing, though. That's my favorite apple to juice, is the Granny Smith. I just, now I just want to like turn into an episode of 99% Invisible and hear, like, <laughs> I'm Roman Mars. That's right. <laughs> just want to know that people out there are doing it. Uh, well, I've got a whole bunch of apple based trivia for you guys. So, a I guess bushel. Let's get started. <laughs> a bushel. It's not quite a bushel, it's a peck. There used to be a question about how big those things were, but that was a boring question. So a it's question not about anymore. the size of a bushel? Yeah, yeah. Um, Your peck size is only limited by how often you hit the gym. <laughs> well, I was going to cut that whole section out, but I can't cut that joke out. So. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's, so let's start our trivia where all things start at the beginning. Do you guys know when Apple's first evolved and came onto the scene uh I, I know it's before the civil war apples in general and and what scene are we talking about the world scene okay golly and this is a this is the answer i'm looking for is a relevant date that you guys will all know not because of apples though uh was it zero it was not. It was much earlier than zero. Unless you're talking about the Big Bang Zero, in which case it was much, much later okay. than zero. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I, I would say like going back, way back, like prehistoric dinosaur era. They are. You know, I'm. I'm gonna give it to you. They first show up in the archaeological, uh, not the archaeological. The uh, maybe that is archaeological. What is it? Paleontological record. Um, 65 million years ago, right about when all the dinosaurs died off, almost oh. to the day. I'm, what? I'm just making So it they up. came in on a meteor? They were like seeds on a meteorite? That, that's my theory. It wasn't a meteor. It was a giant apple that hit the earth yeah. and killed all the dinosaurs. Dr. Dino. <laughs> it's the wow. only thing that makes sense. It does. And have you ever noticed that a crater is round like an oh, apple? Wow. Huh? Oh, okay, wait a minute. I don't think but so. an apple is round like a pizza, then, right? Well, it's not flat. Once it hits the earth, it is. If it hits hard enough. <laughs> you know what? That's right. That's fair. I feel like the likelihood of Earth being hit by a pizza, though, is way lower because it's only a circle when it hits at exactly there's only two points in the rotation of a pizza where it's a perfect circle. Oh, right. Otherwise, it's gonna like fold in. And then you get hit by a calzone. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, just as bad. Yeah, so apples show up at 65 million years ago. Um, do you guys have any idea how, like, there's a weird thing about apple genetics. Do you guys know what it is? As far as, like, all the different types or all the different, they're crossbred. Mm -hmm. um, they, um, they will mate with other apples. They're banging. The they birds will. and the bees. That's a and... real thing. <laughs> 
that's and in the case of uh apples like quite literally that's pretty much the thing they, they cross pollinate <laughs> they get eaten and then they get pooped out and they grow into new trees so what yeah, that's wow. <laughs> um, that's not the weird genetic thing about apples though the weird genetic thing about apples is that they have twice as many genes as humans do oh no i did not know that right that's a lot of genes they, so they have about 120,000 different gene pairs in mm. their genome we have humans have like a little under 60,000 and so because of this when two apple trees like mate and create another apple tree mo almost inevitably the new apple tree like the new apple fruit on that new tree will bear no resemblance whatsoever to either of the parent really? trees it's basically just like oh. a true genetic lottery you're just wow you put a bunch of apple trees, you grow a whole bunch of different apple trees that have nothing to do with each other. Um, and you find out what's good. Most of them are crab apples and they're not. So it's yeah. gotta be a weird family reunion. Nobody do orchards not have like one specific kind of apple then? So they do, which is another fun thing. You guys know how that happens. I, I don't want to ruin a question, but is it all just grafting? It is all just grafting. Whenever you have like one variety of apple, they're basically just all clones of each other. So somebody found out like Honeycrisp is delicious. So all of the Honeycrisp apples are just all cloned from the same tree that happened to be incredible. Wow. Yeah. Cool? Grafting is a, is a wild thing. Yeah. Just hog that branch yeah. off and, and you like can jab it in a, in a stump that you just cut or there's a way you can graft it onto a, a live tree. It's a, a wild science. It's super, super weird. There is a, um, a very famous person who was a huge opponent of grafting, though. They preferred to grow apples the old-fashioned way. Any guesses? Oh, Stacy Graft. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. Oh, yeah, it had to be Johnny Appleseed, I would think. It, it was. Mr. John Chapman himself. Mr. John Chapman. Yeah. He hated grafting. He preferred to grow apples the natural way, which is <laughs> just a lazy kid going around <laughs> dropping apples. It just seems like kind of like people in Europe had spent years coming up with all of these great tasting apples. And then he was like, well, America, you can have apples, but bad, terrible tasting apples as far as the eye can Really? See. What were the apples he was planting? He was just throwing seeds out. Yeah. So it would just grow whatever. Also, yeah. there specific kind of apples. He would, uh, oh. he would procure his seeds from cideries. They would press the, the apples into cider, and he's like, hey, if you're not using that, I'll take it. And he would just kind of toss it out. And then, I thought he did that because like, he wanted like, cider everywhere. I thought well, he wasn't like, trying to grow apples, but trying to make booze, wasn't it? I could talk about this for a while. <laughs> was, uh, um, ahead, one of the things that... Uh, so he was born in 1774, just before the American Revolution. Yeah, no. And what the United States did for its veterans, was we're going to give people land who fought for us. And one of the key ways that they would like identify land in the West was if there were some sort of something planted on it, like agricultural. Mm. And so if there was something like an apple tree on it, they'd say, okay, this is this is cultivated land. We can now market based on the place where there's that apple tree. 
and sell it. So he was like kind of a businessman too. He would sell land, buy land further west where it was even cheaper and just keep planting. So he would just buy land and then sell people crappy apples. And yeah. <laughs> he's like, you can pay somebody else to remove he's these. He's buying, buying the land and then putting apple seeds into the ground so that there was some sort of a tree on it so that he could drive up the prices. So he was basically like a flip or flop. <laughs> Yeah, 19, uh, 17, much. 1774 edition. <laughs> wow. 1700s, early 1800s. Yeah, it was like 1810s HGTV was all Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> uh, wasn't he really weird, too? Didn't he like um, no. Johnny Appleseed? Like, he would travel and he had, he would, uh, there was something weird. Like, he wore, uh, he, he did wear a pot on his head because he had taken, like, shrapnel or something. Or something really weird. And he would, like, uh, he would, like, creep out kids. He'd have stuff like hiding in his clothes for them type shit, like really creepy. Your uncle we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, in my readings, I did see like he, he'd tell kids like, leave your cores over there. So when I come back, I can collect them. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't quite remember if I ever verified that he, he wore the, the tin cap on mm. his head, but he was very religious, like super religious. And he did keep a Bible with him at yeah. all times. And he just, he walked a whole lot. Wow. I feel like asking kids to leave their cars like that is the level of stinginess. That would be if like, I don't know who it is, Bandai or Mattel or whatever, told kids like, make sure that when you're done with your Pokemon card pack wrapper, you save that. We're going to come back around and pick those up right. and seal them back up. Yeah. Or when your ice melts, make sure I'm going to come and get that water. So when you're <laughs> yeah. done with that Coca-Cola. As that he would away. travel, he would stop at people's house. And people were just different back then. So if, if a stranger shows up, you just, you fed him, you know? And people yeah, were like really in. annoyed because they would make him sleep in the barn because he smelled so bad. And he was, um, oh my God. He would just, but he would like, he was basically like a mooch, you know? Did he become... Like a rich man? I mean, it sounds like he has all the, like, qualifications of somebody who yeah. would become wealthy. Why did he become a legend? Is it just the, was there something else? Because he was eccentric. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just right. a guy walking. Also, like, he lived till, I want to say, 1863 or 4. So he was born in so 1774. Like he died. Man. Oh, wow. Maybe, like, the 1850s, I think he died. I, if I'm remembering right. He lived well into the 1990s. Yeah. 220 years. <laughs> All old. that walking. He was don't buried in hammer pants. <laughs> it was really. So it finally did him. He, he heard stop. He went, all right. But imagine he lived that long in that time. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. People were, life expectancy back then was like upper 40s, you know, mid 50s, you know. An apple a day, man. Yeah, you know, walking and <laughs> we uh, I did a improv guessing game years and years and years ago, and the guess was an apple. And the way that the actor tried to portray this guess was that he portrayed the entire existence of the Garden of Eden and the whole story as all of the characters. He tempted Eve into taking the apple. And once he had established that he had picked this fruit from the tree, he then walked on as a 
fourth character, a doctor, whipped the apple at him and knocked the doctor out and then pointed at the thing that knocked the doctor out. And everybody after was like, what the hell was that? And he's just like, an apple. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. And oh my gosh. I've never like heard a whole room of people get up and leave, but that was <laughs> it's incredible. Um, I do want to jump back. So we touched on one thing a little bit earlier. You have all these crappy apples, crabby apples, you might call them. And they don't taste good. They aren't sweet. They don't have that nice crunch that a good apple has. Um, And so what do you do with them? You make cider out of them. But cider is just one of many different alcohols that people make out of apples. Do you guys know any of the other popular ones? Uh, Apple Jack is one. Apple Jack is one. That's one of the big three. Yeah. <laughs> Apple brandy, which I'm enjoying right oh, now. All right. There's two more. And there's apple wine, but that's not really distilled. It's with an, just apple tea. I, with an apple tea, that's a cocktail, but that wouldn't That's happen. a cocktail, yeah. No, so there's so there's two other ones that are pretty big. Um, one is Calvados, which is the oh, same nice. thing as Applejack, but it's made in a specific region of France, the Calvados region. So it's like yeah. champagne. I don't know why France has this weird thing where you can only make liqueurs in the town that made it the first, but Trade whatever. Marks. You do you, France. A little bit of a trick question. U de V is the other one, which is technically any fruit that is distilled until it is a clear spirit. Um, but apples is one of the more popular ones that gets used. So if you guys are ever, you know, out shopping for some boozy libations in the near future, there's a couple of apple options out there if you want to go digging. Uh, Chris, in your research, did you ever find out why dogs hate apples? Apparently, you know, there's apple bitters for things they spray onto a dog doesn't chew on it. I did not know. I didn't know, that. Yeah. You know that. Oh yeah, all the pet stores have that bitter apple spray. Huh. I wonder if it could just be bitter because i think like there's something where i think it's only like humans and like one or two other animals like bitter as a flavor it's kind of like the thing where you put like right bird seed out so squirrels won't eat it because no nothing eats it except for birds because they don't have any receptors to pick up capsaicin what do you put out for birds uh spicy like they like basically douse bird seed in hot sauce and birds can't taste it so they aren't averse to it but other animals can, and they're like, what the heck is this? Why is my mouth on fire? Don't eat this anymore. And humans are the only animal dumb enough to not get the hint. So we just oh, I gotta go <laughs> throw it down. Oh. Fascinating. It's not exactly apple trivia, but um, I would guess it's probably the same thing. It's probably just bitter. Like everything doesn't like bitter, except for again, humans, which are just like, I can fit yeah. it in my mouth. I'm gonna eat it. I did find one fun thing. So this is from the book, The Drunken Botanist. I highly recommend it to anybody who likes books and alcohol and botany i guess um the she talked about how applejack got like i don't know if you guys have ever heard this but applejack has like a really negative kind of reputation for being almost like moonshine not good for you and it's like something where you're like oh don't drink applejack because you'll go blind the reason why is because in like early settler early colonial times most people didn't have an actual still And so instead of distilling the liqueur, they would just put a cider barrel full of cider outside in the winter, wait for it to freeze, and then they would just siphon off all of the alcohol, which doesn't freeze, which is effective at getting alcohol. 
it is not effective at removing a lot of highly toxic compounds, which distilling does remove. Oh, got you. Oh. And so people would legitimately like Applejack would, it was like a total shot in the dark. It was like bathtub gin. Like right. you, it might be good. You might die. Who knows? <laughs> You'll find out. Well, maybe that's what happened to Johnny Appleseed then. He was doing that in the winter. Just went Could blind. <laughs> His whole legend was based on poisoning. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about where or when apples showed up. Do you guys know where apples originated? No, they're, at this point, apples are all over the world, but they do know where they first popped up, kind of first emerged. Uh, oh, I feel like it's somewhere in the Middle East, but I don't remember where. going to say Central Asia. Asia. For sure, it's on the Asian like China. China. So it is, they've boiled it down to pretty much Kazakhstan. Get out of here. My guess is they said it was Kazakhstan because Kazakhstan is huge. And they were just like, yeah. somewhere around there. And it's just the, the probability says it's most likely here. Uh, Chinese, um, the Chinese had like pretty prolific apple groves, but so did Europe. Once like the Silk Road was established, apples started to converge um, and kind of like interbreed with each other. And... I, I don't know. I thought this was super interesting. They they said that like the development of modern varieties of apples probably happened over the span of dozens of years and maybe even less than that, as opposed to like corn, which was bred for like hundreds and hundreds of years until mm. it got to what we mm. like now. Because they have this crazy genome, they basically just got these two totally different strains of apples together and they just started kicking out all these weird things and people are like, good, good. <laughs> rest of these are terrible. Don't grow these anymore, which is wild. I had no idea that was a Silk Road thing. Yeah. Uh, apples, the trees reach maturity within like 10 years, full maturity. That's so true. that checks out. So do you know, if they, were apples the first tree ever grafted or was there something else historically? I did not see, but it does seem like they were, they were talking about like ap this kind of apple grafting was going on like in like BCE times. So apparently oh. it's something that we've been doing for a long time. Like we've known you could do oh. it. Right. Interesting. It's a wild thing. I don't know how somebody figures that out. Somebody's like, I like this tree. Let's stick it in another <laughs> tree and see what happens. Right. The first amputation and like <laughs> replacement. <laughs> Try with a tree. That was not the kid. That was the kid of that guy. The kid of the guy who did that. The poor boy. <laughs> Give me, let's cut your leg off. Put it on Steve's leg. I think I got this. Got it down. Work for an apple tree. I love that they're going to put it on Steve's leg. <laughs> so it'll just be a, a leg. It goes into another leg. So two feet. That way you've got two kids who runs can't around run. in circles. <laughs> this thing, meanwhile, you know. Apples come from the same sort of uh, family as things like raspberries and cherries which you'll note raspberries and cherries are quite small. This makes sense from an evolutionary perspective because that means birds can eat them, they can digest them, they can poop out the seeds somewhere else, and now you've got more cherry trees. Apples, I don't know about you guys, I haven't seen a lot of birds that can swallow an apple whole. So why do you guys think they grew so big to begin with? Oh, uh, so you can find them in the crisper drawer. Would be <laughs> They're usually you can see them in there underneath the lettuce, but I think I don't think mm, birds yes. swallow cherries whole either. 
because they have pits in them, right? So they're probably eating. I mean, they could still get a cherry down, I guess. Like, you'd have to be one heck of a bird to, like, put down a hole. Okay, animal. so, like, there's got to be, like, That's falcons awesome. and hawks and they're pretty Pelicans. big, yeah. I, I mean, oh, yeah, I'll be whole I'm, fish. Thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking this question is, it's a trick question because there's got to be. So why are they big? They're not, well, well, wait, were they, at, were they, they weren't that large back in antiquity, were they? I mean, they I, were pretty big. They're a lot bigger than like wild cherries and raspberries are. Okay. And there's a, right, well, a pretty specific evolutionary reason why they did it. The oh, same thing, pears and peaches are in the same group. Is it because um, they use, they use those when they were at, um, Oh come on! Like entertainment, like they would go and they throw, they would throw the fruit and the stuff at, like the people in the stockade. <laughs> it was not. It was much, much earlier than stockades. And much, much earlier than people. So it's not like Steve Jobs like, saying oh, yeah. we can make this bigger. If we can make this bigger, and I can check my email on this, it'll be a better um, fruit. Well, if they were around since the dinosaurs, it would be for bigger animals, right? I mean, that's exactly bigger, it. A bigger it, fruit. Yeah, the, we, the world used to have these giant, they call them megafauna. Like, you know, if you ever, if you go to a natural history museum, they'll have these like giant deer that used to roam right. around. Um, giant bears. My favorite is the giant sloth, it's like 20 feet. Oh, yeah. There's a giant oh, sloth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you'd love it. Well, they have one at the, the field museum. museum. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, they, they evolved to be eaten by these giant animals and they were for a very long time until the last ice age and or humans killed most of the megafauna off. Luckily, well, they're eating all the apples, man. Come on. Competition. <laughs> That's a fair point. I, I'm not opposed to that theory. <laughs> it wasn't over hunting. It was just vengeance. I do want to talk about a different bit of apple history but as long as we finally broke the wall and brought up steve jobs let's jump to this first how did apple get the name apple you know computer company doesn't really have a whole lot to do with i actually know this the uh there was a computer company that had already taken the name ugly fruit Uh. (laughs) so it was like a Second place choice. That's why Steve Jobs wanted to name everything like iPhone, iPad. He wanted to get that I from Ugly Fruit. Exactly right. Screw you guys. Uh, It is not the Ugly Fruit brand. I'm thinking it's. It probably had something to do with they were they were drunk on Apple Jack when they came up with the idea (laughs) to compete with Microsoft. I don't know because nobody would have made it wouldn't have made sense for anyone to try and compete with that or no not microsoft ibm at the time right was big no i i can't say for sure that you're not wrong but it's not the official reason given by steve wozniak well did they flat out steal that from the beatles i mean it was i mean that (laughs) it was apple records that got brought up so so when uh when steve jobs gave the idea to steve wozniak he said we're gonna call it apple and Steve Wozniak, his first response was, yeah, why don't we just call it Apple Records? And then sure enough, like 10 years later, they got sued by Apple Records. Oh, um, but it didn't have anything to do with Apple Records. So it's an unrelated thing. Are you see, uh, uh, So maybe someone, mm, somebody gave them a really, a really terrible Apple. 
and it was a Macintosh because that would make sense. And they were like, oh, these aren't good for anything. Like these aren't good for consuming. But then they were like, oh, you know, the one thing it is good for is maybe not something you wouldn't put in your mouth. Anything you wouldn't eat. Oh, yeah. Good. That is one heck of a logical leap. Is it, um, is it Gwyneth Paltrow? There was a mouse in the app and Macintosh apple came out of there. And then he came up with the mouse portion. I got it. Uh, those, none of those are correct. It is as simple as Steve Jobs was working in an apple orchard. And he came home from the apple orchard and he thought, apple's a good name. And that's just, they said they kind of came up with all these like more like international business machine type names that were more like technical. And they're like, eh, we don't really like any of it as much. We're just going to go with Apple, which is sort of a dud. The weird part to me was the idea of Steve Jobs working in an apple orchard, which just like, I'm assuming he was in jeans, sneakers, and a black turtleneck. And he was the only person in the apple orchard dressed like a beatnik in like the (laughs) seventies. Right. Um, You're saying Apple computer could have been named rock or moss or. It's true. If he'd been working in in a rock orchard. Of course. It was a very different world. So, so it was the idea just because it was such a simple fruit and they were making a simple product or. I don't understand. They just liked it. That's all it was. <laughs> they, they just like, he came home and was like, I've been looking at apples for three months. Okay. That's all I'm thinking about, apples. And they're like, all right, I guess that's the name of our brand now. Uh, and we're going to go be the biggest, most valuable brand in the world now with a weird name with no meaning behind it. Wow. All right, I got one last little bit of apple history. It's been a very fun ride talking about apples with you guys with all good things. Must come to an end. I want to see how many of these famous uh, fictional apples you guys can uh, identify. All right. So I'm going to give you a hint on each of these. We're going to see if you can figure out which they are. The first one uh, came with a note attached to it that said, to the fairest. Any idea which apple that Uh, was? The apple given to Snow White. It was not. That's a, oh, that's a good guess. Though. That's a good guess. That's what, probably what I would have said, but I'm guessing uh, they stole it from this other story. That, I feel like there's some apples in the the Greek story of Atalanta. You are so close. You're in the right era of history. Okay. Uh, who else had apples? It was like the the apples of of of. There's the yeah, apples that uh, Hercules had to go get as part of yeah. his... So the, um, one of his trials. The ones that... Um, oh, come on. Eros? Eros's mom. Hera. That's not Eros's mom, but she is half of them. So it is the way the Trojan War got started. Oh, yeah. So the... Uh, I can't remember the name of the goddess right now. It's going to drive me crazy, but the like goddess of like kind of like mischief... Dropped off a golden apple at this big party, and she gave it to um, Paris. That was Paris. That was Paris, right? What? It was so uh, maybe I think it was like there's like a a girl heiress who is I can't remember what her name is, but she's like the flip side of everything that he is. Um, right. But she dropped this off. She gave it to um, Paris of Troy, 
it was a golden apple and it said to the fairest and she made sure that like everybody saw it beforehand and he was supposed to give it to somebody and she was basically doing it as a slap in the face to Hera and Aphrodite who were having a spat about which one of them was prettier um and in the end uh Mr. Paris went and gave it to Helen of Troy so I guess it wasn't Paris of Troy it's how good I know my Trojan War um gave it to Helen of Troy the goddesses were really mad, and so they orchestrated affairs such that the Trojan War happened uh, mm. all Her- over the Golden Apple. Helen, Helen became Helen of Troy when she was went it? with Paris. So Paris was, was from Paris. Troy. Okay. Yeah, you were right. That's good to know. Um, she was Helen of, I don't know, hanging out with Agamemnon. <laughs> Agamemnon, that's a- Or Menelaus, maybe. You don't see a lot of Agamemnons these days. Many. It's a real shame. <laughs> um, there is another group. In this case, another group of golden apples. They're the golden apples of Idun. And they gave a certain group immortality. Any idea what that group of uh, folks were? Ooh, um, what was the name of the tribe that was helping... Indiana Jones find the the cup. Not the Nazis, but the the because the, they were they were going they were finding they were working against. They did. Who was the? Indiana Jones famously not helped by the Nazis really at any point. That's kind of he almost hated the point. Nazis. Yeah. Come on, what's the which movie? The first movie? No, no, no. Like at the very beginning. The Holy Grail. That was like uh. Oh, like the Templars. Thank you. The Knights. Templars. Oh yeah, Rosicrucian. Those yeah. Crusaders. Was it? Yeah, that guy, one guy was. He was a yeah. crusader. Or whatever. Hung out by himself. Did he drink from the cup? Is that why he lived forever? Or was he just like, did he walk into the room, not drink from the cup, and then he just got like a real raw deal of like, like you gotta yeah. sit in this room for 600 years, bud. Yeah, I think it was just like his mission was to guard it. Because he's still there when things are like falling down. He looks back and the dude's just like, that's true. Farewell, I guess. So in... You took the cup. Timeline somewhere there is an immortal crusader buried in rubble somewhere in Georgia. Does he? Does he? So he would live forever. You know, granted that nothing fell on him because you can't you can't count for that. I mean, that doesn't you know somebody chops off your head. There's no. It doesn't matter how many how many times you drank from the cup. Your head is still. Falling lava. Exactly. I feel like he's still kicking. Somebody's going to lift up a rock in Jordan like 500 years after the Holy Grail. There's just going to be an old guy just staring at him. Be like, it's a flesh wound. It's it's only it's only a flesh. Um, (laughs) but does it? So it means you'll live forever, but it doesn't mean that you won't age. Apparently, because he probably if he was there that long, he had to have drank from the cup, right? Yeah, he must think so. And I can't imagine he was fighting the Crusades as like a 95 year old man. He probably did a lot of things with that cup being there that long. (laughs) It was all the other cups, not that one. That one was sacred. (laughs) Golden apples of a dune. We've we've gotten a little bit off. Any final guesses of where Egyptians? Not the Egyptians. They gave them their power. Is there the, Rosa, the Rosicrucians? I think there was something with the apples and those guys. These are even these are older. These older. are the the golden apples of a dune were in Asgard. Uh, what is the gods? Um, they were the apples that the Norse gods ate Norse. to retain their immortality. Right. Um, which is why 
Chris Hemsworth does not appear to have aged in the last 10 years. He's got his hand on those golden apples. There's another very, very famous collection of tales. And in it, there is one tale, which is about a magical apple that can cure all diseases known to mankind. Any idea what that set of stories was? Reader's Digest? Yes. <laughs> is it, is it like, like children's stories? Uh, people might think of them as children's stories today, but if you go and read them, they are decidedly not the children's Brothers stories. Brothers Grimm? Yeah. Not them. It's older than Brothers Grimm. Is it one of the Arabian Nights? It is. One of the Arabian Nights tales talks about a a grove of magical apples, which will heal all of uh, man's maladies. It is arguably the first instance of uh, Apple a Day Keeps the Doctor Away. Uh, But yeah, it's, uh, it's, I didn't know about that one. I read a handful of the Arabian, like 1001 Arabian Nights. And they're actually pretty great stories. That's another recommendation for those who like reading. One last one. In the 1600s, John Milton established this famous fruit as an apple forevermore. Before that, some people portrayed it as an apple, some people didn't. Um, but ever since he did the, wrote his play, it's been an apple through and through. Would that be Eve's apple? The... It is. It's the yeah. forbidden fruit. Wow. In Paradise Lost, Milton puts a big old stamp on it and says, this is for an sure a gosh darn apple. Right, because there's argument that it was either, it was either a fig or a, um, what was the other thing? Uh, was it a... Pomegranate? Yeah. Could be. I think it was it an ugly fruit. Sense. It could be. It's, it's literally only referred to in the Bible as a fruit. Um, and so there's lots of different things that people have put in there. There's like figs and pomegranates. Whenever there's like a fruit that gets really associated with sex, it always, that's what gets thrown in with the, the forbidden fruit for obvious temptations of man, corollaries and stuff. My favorite one is for that very reason. People will say that it was a banana, which for some reason just cracks me up the idea of adam and eve and this serpent a big banana and a big she eats a banana and he's like trying to stop her and she throws it over his over her shoulder and he slips on the peel it's like the very first uh slapstick comedy she she peeled the whole banana first threw it behind her and this angel was rushing in to stop her (laughs) i i would watch that recreation of the Garden of Eden, for sure. That's all. That's everything I've got about apples for today. Um, you guys got any other apple things you want to share? Any any things you loved learning about apples? Anything you just want people to know? The apple seed has a small amount of arsenic mm. that has some medicinal property. Some people think it's a cancer cure, even. The seeds, right? Yeah, uh, the seeds. I've heard that yeah. about like peach pits, also. Right, probably mm-hmm. makes sense. Same family, same mm-hmm. function. Uh, so apples, um, apples were, I mean, they've always been pretty like a major staple in American diets. I mean, is for so many generations, uh, when the banana first came to the U S their goal was to be, um, like as cheap, if not cheaper than an apple. And that was like their, that was all they were pushing for. And now, you know, a, a banana is like 40 cents for a pound of them or something or 30 cents or whatever it is. And um, they have overtaking, overtaken the apple as the 
most popular fruit. And even so much so that the banana is the most popular uh, grocery item in America. Do you know the most popular grocery item around the rest of the world? Ooh, ugly fruit. So close. Mangoes. <laughs> oh, Who I love mangoes. Thank you. What, what should be obvious by this point, not related to John Chapman, is that apple pie isn't American because we didn't have any good apples here. Right. It's a really good Mine, Mine's blown, right? But when you're baking them, you make everything, you add the sweetener separate. That's why people use the uh, Macintosh for baking. It's terrible for everything else, but it, it maintains its tart. It keeps tartness. Firm, yeah. And you're going to yeah. add whatever sugars That's you need thought. anyway, you know, whatever cinnamon and all that. A nice good bite. Yeah. I think it makes a sauce, makes it like a sauce too. Like when I make an apple pie, I'll use like a Macintosh because it's kind of mushy, which I yeah, hate. I hate that. And then you throw in some Granny Smith with that, and then you get the bite and the and the sauce. So it'll tip there for the apple pie people. All right. Well, that is a wrap. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, please, if you could be so kind, we would love if you can tell your friends and your family about our podcast. You know, that's the best way for these things to grow is for people to go out there and spread the word. Um, it also helps a lot if you leave a review. I'm not going to say it has to be five stars, but if it doesn't have five stars, you know, I may text you with some questions wondering why. You'll probably text back with some questions asking how I got your phone number. And then we'll just agree to cease communications henceforth so neither of us has to uh, answer any uncomfortable questions. Eric, Matt, Shahab, thank you guys for joining. Uh, again, really appreciate it. Again, everybody does some work at the Improv Playhouse. You can check them out in Libertyville, Illinois. Um, if you're looking for another podcast, because you just can't wait for the next episode of this one to come out, check out reviewparty.com. You can find it on all your podcast locations. And it's September, so you know if you want to keep the apple thing going, go out and pick some apples. Or at the very least, go to the grocery store, pick an apple, and eat it after paying for it. Uh, if you just start eating it there, they can't, they can't weigh it to see how much it costs and it gets confusing. So just don't even go down that path. Until next time, hope everybody has a great night.